through all our talks and through everything that we wanted to sort of brand ourselves as, she was like, we want people to just like, and everybody wants this. Everybody wants to just slow down, just kind of like not let the world just like catch you up. And, and you're like, where did that month go? Where did May go? Like, um, you know, time just flies so quickly. But if you kind of like reset yourself every morning and opening, like finding the joy with the person with you and finding that like the love of, you know, like, I mean, every single person that you encounter, that is the beatific. Hello and welcome to Barbato's Catholic Podcast, a show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo and Walter. And today we are going to talk to Sam Flanders from Verso Alto Coffee Roasters about the beatific within the everyday. Sam, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Yeah, we're excited to have you and uh, jealous that you're wearing a sweater. It's super hot in <laughs> Phoenix already. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah nice in that way. Where it's hot during the day and then it cools off at night. So Nice. Yeah. Funny story. The first time that I went to Southern California, San Diego specifically, I just packed as if I was going to Phoenix during the summer. <laughs> And I just had shorts and t-shirts and I was very cold in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> so I had oh to gosh. buy a souvenir. Like, I, even just moving down here, I was surprised because Santa Barbara was just surrounded by mountains, like foothill mountains, but still mountains. And it gets pretty cold. So you definitely like button up at nighttime. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So, um, Sam, for, for those that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, uh, if you're like a cradle Catholic, a convert to the faith, uh, where you're from originally, where you live right now, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I was raised um, cradle Catholic. Both my parents were Catholic. They had a really intense conversion story, which is really cool. Um, funny part of that is um, my mom really wanted uh a Samuel in the family. And after the three girls, so I have two older sisters, she was like, we're done having kids. Samantha's our third. So we're going to name her Samantha. And, you know, I've always wanted that. Um, so they named me Samantha. And then they went through this massive conversion a um, couple years into marriage and decided just to be open to life and whatever God wanted. And so their next kid was a boy. And so they named him Sam. So there's a Samantha and a Samuel right next to each other. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Does Samuel go by Sam as well? He goes by Sam. And funny enough, my nickname growing up was Manny. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, things evolve. So, <laughs> so awesome. I was Sam until I got to school at Thomas Aquinas College. And everyone called me Sam, like, right away. I just got on campus. And they were like, oh, yeah, Sam Flanders. And then I was a senior when my brother came because we have a three years apart. And when he was a freshman, they were like, wait, there's another Sam Flanders and he's your brother? Like, that is so weird. <laughs> what was your problem? And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> what are the odds? Well, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. The, the last letters of the name is the differentiate. It's like the importance differentiation yeah. between the two. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, that's yeah. awesome that you went to uh, Thomas Aquinas College. Um, what did you major in? Um, so 
it's basically everyone comes out with the same liberal arts degree. So it's a double major in philosophy and theology and a double minor in math and science. So we all do the same curriculum um, over the course of four years. And we write a thesis our senior year. And um, it's it was such a gift in my life. I really appreciate that I was able to go there. I was I was actually going to ask. Uh, well, my wife and I uh, follow Mother of the Vine Grace as a homeschooling mm. curriculum. And Mother of the Divine Grace was created by Laura Burquist. And Laura Burquist, I, I don't know if you know, but she was married to one of the founders of yeah. Thomas Aquinas yeah. College. So we're really hoping to be able to send both of our girls to Thomas Aquinas College one, one day. You know, it's so beautiful. And the education, we find it to be very purposeful. So did that kind of like inform the overall mission and your overall view when uh, attending Thomas Aquinas College? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I was raised, like, after my parents' conversion, they consistently took us to daily mass in the morning as a whole family, and then every evening we'd pray the rosary together. And I truly believe that prayer and the sacraments is what's kept our family together. Like, so far, seven of the nine siblings have attended Thomas Aquinas, and oh, wow. my, that's awesome. eighth sister is going there this fall. Um, my parents are just like so grateful for that. And um, five of my siblings have married spouses from Thomas Aquinas um, and they have like beautiful marriages and um, also just keep the sacraments alive in their own family units. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that is just like testament to the fact that Thomas Aquinas is like really instilling in people a love of the sacraments, like even mm -hmm. through college, because I think that's a huge breaking point um, for a lot of students or college-age kids when they're trying to figure out who they are and they finally leave home. Like, I don't know, Thomas Aquinas is an oasis for that. So, yeah. Such yeah, a gift. For sure. Yeah. Talking about an, an oasis, were you there when Sir Anthony Hopkins visited? I was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. And um, just for context, you know, I think he saw the bell tower from the distance. That's what drew him to campus. Is that correct? Yeah, um, I, yeah as far as I can remember. Um, I was yeah. just so stoked because my family grew up watching the the Mask of Zorro. And when he came out with his video, I was like, this is easy. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> this is not the... That's not the, the movie that comes to mind when I think of Anthony Hopkins, but, no, but yeah, it, totally. Yeah, it was, it was very funny. Um, yeah, I remember just being at that lecture because we had lectures almost um, every first Friday. And I feel like once or twice a month, they do like a lecture on Friday nights. It's mandatory to attend, but um, they're either musical or someone speaking, um, but they're it's just everyone dresses up on campus and goes to them and they're that's beautiful yeah it's it sounds like cool. a good time it's a lot of culture they just bring in a lot of really amazing people that you can listen to and yeah yeah and when an academy award-winning actor just wanders <laughs> into campus yeah you just ask him if he wants to talk <laughs> I know. i'm so bummed i was born in 1993 but apparently the year 1993 mother Teresa gave the commencement address yeah and i saw that on your web on the website yeah, I'd just been born 20 years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you guys have had some heavy hitters there. Uh, the most recent that I know of is uh, Bishop Barron, actually. So Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, which is cool. So the place where I live now is called the Elizabeth House in Santa Barbara. 
and it's kind of his baby. It was named after his mom and um, his right-hand man, Deacon Chris. They mm. kind of run the convent where I now live. Um, so it's been a convent in Santa Barbara that's converted into young adult housing. What we call oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so he actually came over like a month ago and did a house blessing for us. And um, it was just such a gift. Like we did a whole coffee tasting for him and showed him the machine. And yeah. <laughs> that How is cool awesome. Is that? Yeah. So, so verso, yeah. verso alto. Um, if if uh, this this is also rooted in Thomas Aquinas College uh, somehow, right? Because if I remember correctly, uh, your senior thesis advisor um, would bring students to to do cupping sessions of coffee. Like he is a home roaster. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, um, Jared Kubler, he he started the year after. So when I was a sophomore, he started teaching there. And he was actually my theology tutor for sophomore year. And yeah, he started having students down and would do cupping sessions. But um, mm -hmm. I'm best friends with his wife's younger sister. We've been okay. best friends for almost a dozen years now. And so I got like exclusive times with Jared and Joanna and I would go down and like um he would just roast for us and he taught me all about roasting and just kind of the art and the craft behind coffee like I had never realized there was so much to coffee and that it could be such a beautiful like expression of just like yeah an art form so mm -hmm. that was really fun <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was telling Gustavo that I feel like I'm treating the podcast as just an excuse to talk to, to people that I want to talk, that I find interesting. And you're one of them because, you know, I've talked about my home roasting hobby, but sometimes it gets a little bit out of control. Like I just sent you a, a picture the other day of the 30 pounds of coffee that I just got. And I <laughs> Yeah, so I'll, I'll have to send you a sample. We just exchange uh, tasting notes from from the different beans that, that we get. It's just a collaboration of Barbatus Pierre Giorgio blend or something. Great. Uh, but um, you started roasting coffee like in 2018 on a popcorn machine. Yeah, right? is that how you started, or I. I got fancy and I got a uh, fresh roast SR540. Okay. So I didn't do the popcorn machine. Like I feel like you went from like the popcorn machine to like uh, <laughs> Mill City Roasters. Yeah. <laughs> industrial roaster. So, um, Mr. Cooler had a Beamware. So he started with a popcorn machine when I first met him. And he was doing popcorn machine. He was showing me like everything. And it's really funny because when I started, like, you you really can't do anything technical on a popcorn machine. It's basically just, like, plug it in, you know, wait for the first crack, second crack, and then unplug it and dump it quickly mm -hmm. and then dry it off. But I remember I was, like, taking extensive notes when I first started. <laughs> and I was, like, trying to be, like, really, like, careful. And I remember, like, a couple weeks in, I called Mr. Kubler and I was, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but... The coffee just tastes like grass. Like, I can't get anything more than just, like, grass. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, let's talk about your roasting. And I was like, okay, well, this is all these things. And apparently, I wasn't taking it into the second crack. So I was just keeping it at first crack and just letting it, mm -hmm. like, 
which is like a really caffeinated, you're going to have a lot more of those intense, like grassy flavors, like not a lot of like your chocolatey, like nice mm-hmm. undertones. Um, and so once I had called him and just kind of like evened everything out, like the coffee tastes a lot better after that point. <laughs> but nice. um, yeah, it's interesting. My sister and I, so I lived with my older sister, Hannah, and she's married to John Richard. And we, so they graduated two years before me at Thomas mm-hmm. Aquinas and we all lived together in San Jose. But um, when I graduated school, I moved to New Zealand for a year working as a caregiver for an elderly woman. And then when that year was up, my, like I kept extending my visa several times and finally New Zealand was like, okay, you got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know what to do. And Hannah's like, well, just move in with us. And so I ended up moving in with them and staying with them for three years. Um, Cause Hannah and I were very close um, we have a very close sister relationship. We always have had. And um, I guess surprisingly, we worked really well in a home together. And Johnny and Hannah were always like my best friends at TAC. They kind of were like the older kids that included me as a freshman. And I felt, you know, very loved by them. Um, but amazing. yeah, we kind of started roasting coffee together and just like taking the moments in the morning when the kids were in their nap or something to just have coffee together and start talking about it. And then we got fancier and we kind of started making gift bags for people and putting them in packages. And so then people like would text us or email us and be like, Hey, can we buy that coffee? We really loved it. We were like, no, no, no. It's just a hobby. We only do four ounces at a time. Like it's a lot of work. (laughs) Um, And then it got to a point where one of, one of our friends, she, she and her husband loved it so much. They offered to buy us a little roaster if we could be their full-time roasters. They were like, you just roast the coffee, we'll get the beans. And, and so I ended up just like, that just like started turning the wheels in my head. And I was like, people love this. Like we should actually just go big or go home. And so, um, I don't know if you're, if you know the Schneer family, Hope and Justin Schneer, they're a big, um, they went to Mm -hmm. Steubenville and they have like a family band. They have like nine kids and they write music together. They're like a really beautiful couple. They've been my mentor couple for many years. Um, but Justin's like a really amazing entrepreneur. He just starts businesses and lets him go. And so I ended up going to him and just being like, look, I, re- I would really love this. And like, what do you think? And so he like threw up a plan for me and was like, yeah, like I'll put you in contact with this guy named Andrew Whaley, who's also a Thomas Aquinas grad. And he, um, he started his own coffee shop in Ventura. He actually started the coffee shop that is now Century Coffee in Ventura. Okay. California. Um, and so, yeah, it's just cool. Like so many different connections with people you meet and Andrew Whaley just recommended, he loves um, Joe Morocco, who is the main roaster for, or was previously the main like green buyer and roaster at Mill City Roasters. He's now doing his mm-hmm. own thing, but um, mm-hmm. I don't, are you familiar with Joe Morocco? Not at all. All those names are no. unknown to us. I know Mill City Roasters because they're in Minnesota. Yeah, they're in Minnesota. So they custom built our machine, um, which is really oh, cool. Oh, sweet. It is made in the U.S. Like, that just made me so happy, you know? <laughs> yeah, awesome. I I even looked at, um, because uh, sometimes I get crazy ideas in my head, and Gustavo can attest to that, that <laughs> we should start a podcast. And uh, <laughs> the other one being, like, we should buy a roasting, industrial roasting machine and put it in my garage and start Barbato's <laughs> Coffee Company. Across our our minds, or mostly my mind, but um, so is the is the roaster in Hannah's and Johnny's 
home? So previously, yeah, it was at their home. We had a little studio space. And then they ended up moving to Florida um, in December or in January. And I moved down here to Santa Barbara. So it's the Elizabeth house. Which nice. is yeah. So <laughs> this is my luggage and my roaster. Just gonna hook up the pipe <laughs> to the exhaust, and yeah. <laughs> we're gonna plug this in. Can I just? <laughs> it was well. So my really good friend Alexis Diaper, she manages the house, and she works at a architecture firm here in Santa Barbara. And so Bishop Barron and Deacon Chris asked her to kind of manage the house and fix it up. And sort of, we want this house to be a model for other properties um, across America, like Catholic properties that aren't being used, that they can turn mm-hmm. into adult housing where, like, we have a private chapel in our house, and it's mm-hmm. just beautiful. Like, you can go down there and be with Christ anytime during wow. the day. Um, and it's kind of similar to... St. Paul Outreach? What? To St. Paul Outreach, SPO? Yeah, it's, it's similar to that. It's very, it's just like, a beautiful way like we each have our own little cell because this was previously a convent that hasn't been used in a long time and the diocese was just going to bulldoze it and they were like let's just do young adult housing and so yeah we each have our own little cell and it's um this place is like two stories with a huge three-car garage which we turned into a speakeasy place so it has <laughs> one side a bunch of couches and a place for us to like hang out and play on the other side and maybe we'll get a billiard table or something i don't know that's beautiful <laughs> sounds that's pretty awesome. cool um, yeah that's so. fantastic it's just such a gift to live here i really love it <laughs> oh i bet um we uh, we talked talked a little bit about the, the team but it seems like right now uh you're doing the whole the whole operation now of uh versus the roasting and yeah the, so, getting the beans and all that yeah hannah um She's my main person for anything like on the website or like when you have to write up emails or words or something, she's really good at that sort of thing. And that's always been her sort of expertise is more of like the aesthetics part of our brand. Okay. Um, I do a lot of just the manual labor. Like I love working with my hands and somebody asked me the other day, they're like, are you just sick of like packaging coffee yet? To me, it's just such a joy. Like I just picked up 600 pounds of beans in Oakland and I can't wait to just try these. I'm sorry. Did I hear you correctly? 600 pounds of coffee. (laughs) Nice. 600 pounds of coffee. Yeah. So we have a new Yergachev that I've never tried before because I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, as you know, like coffee's like per harvest. So we just go by what's season available. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so we I picked up a Brazil, a yoga chef, and a new Peruvian that I've never tried before. So I'm really excited to roast those tomorrow and then just kind of like figure out like, um, yeah, different profiles for them and what we're trying to get out of them. So <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and you describe yourself as you are like a weekly, you're, you're, you're a roaster during the week, but you're a Sherpa during the weekend. <laughs> Um, and if you, if, if you, uh, people that are listening at home, check out the Instagram page of, uh, Versalarto, you'll see why <laughs> that, that part of like, it was, was that part of, um, the, the reason that, uh, the, the brand was associated with Pier Giorgio Frassati or blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, it was, it was like a really beautiful moment in my life, but I've always, I think in the last, I don't know, six, six years, I've had a very quiet devotion to Blessed Peter Giorgio. Like it wasn't even on my heart or really like any, he wasn't someone that I like, you know, kind of went to for intentions or like thought about that much. But um, back in 2016, fall of 2016, I was working on a winery in Washington state and on the way driving there for the harvest season, I stopped at some friend's house, um, the Lefebvre's house in Montana and Mrs. Lefebvre very beautifully put like chocolate and a prayer card of Pierre Giorgio on my pillow. And I had never heard of him before, but the next morning, like over coffee, I was like talking to her and I was just like, who's Pierre Giorgio? And then she just like told me a story and started telling me about his life. And ever since then, I just like kept that prayer, prayer card. And I was just like, I had this like really beautiful, like very quiet devotion to him. Like he was just always sort of like in the back of my mind. And um, I never talked to people about him. Like it wasn't like I was trying to like evangelize or do anything really just spoke to me. He really brought God to me through nature and through the mountains and just like seeing, like when you look up and just see the mountains, just knowing that God created them and things like that. Like I love being in nature. And like I was saying, my best friend, Joanna Kaiser um, from Thomas Aquinas, she and I did the community together. And we also went and worked at Katie with the missionaries of charity for a while. Um, And just experiences like being yeah like just being able to like do those trips and find god in different parts of the world um in his creation it was like really cool and i think part of the reason when i started looking more into it was pierre giorgio also brought people to god through his creation like he was just like let's go skiing together let's go climbing together and you know come back and we'll you know and I don't know. I like to think that he was just, he had this magnetic temperament, like personality and people were just drawn to him because he was just exuding so much joy and love for God. <laughs> like that's, that's fear Giorgio in my mind. Um, I mean, there yeah. are kind of like you right now. Him. <laughs> yeah, just, there's an anecdote of him like gambling in the billiards table at a bar or yeah. something to, for <laughs> someone to come to mass if he would beat him at billiards. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so, that's awesome. You know, I, I know. And well, I think, go ahead. Oh, it's like really cool. We were able to serve coffee at the Napa Institute last summer, and I actually mm-hmm. met. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Wotiwa camp in Denver, but the couple that runs that, she is, um, she's sort of like a distant relative of Pier Giorgio, and so she was like, oh, "Wow, Pier Giorgio coffee!" Like she was like telling you oh, stories about him and. It was so beautiful. Like I just, I heard so many of these like quiet little stories that I'd never heard before. And um, it was really cool meeting her. But yeah, one of them was just like the billiards story. I hadn't heard that before. And then the other one was, she was saying that he loved, um, he loved chocolate, but he was very temperate. So he'd only have like one piece. So hopefully like what I'm working towards right now is a coffee box we can do where we put in like a piece of chocolate, but we'll put that story of Pia Giorgio and, yeah, nice. just kind of like talk about him through that, and yeah. <laughs> it's it's so inter- interesting to hear you talk about nature, you know, and and just finding God in in the mountains and his his creation. Another one that was very very like that was uh, Saint John Paul II. He would take young couples and uh, in in hiking trips and in like 
into the mountains, you know, and I think it's, you put it so perfectly, you know, that to, to look at that and to know that God created that for us, it's just overwhelming at, 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 at certain points, you know, especially if you are sharing that with somebody, like you said, you went to Haiti and um, all these different places where you are exuding joy, you know, just, just by talking to you right now, we can, we can tell that you're very, very contagious and energetic person. Um, I'm assuming, you know, that's what uh, uh, Giorgio was, you know, he was just like this, like charismatic, energetic, loving, joyful person that loved nature and loved God. And, and God bless you for that, you know, because I think uh, that's like Walter said, it's contagious. And that's what really draws people in to the faith, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So that's, that's so awesome that you, that you were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you can drink a cup of coffee first thing in the morning and then totally remember about a, a wonderful, blessed. Um, can you talk a little bit about what a coffee moment is? Yeah. Um, I guess, do you want to know where it came from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, it was like, I love this story, but my Hannah and I, my, my sister read a directly above me. There's one other sister um, above her, but him and I were always like very, very close growing up. And I really idolized her. Like I remember she would like say something funny and I'd write it down so I could use it later. <laughs> like, <things like> that. <laughs> like, um, when she left for college, I, I cried for like two weeks and it was like the hardest thing for me um, when she left. And I was always a really artsy kid. Um, I loved doing painting and was really into acrylics at that time. And we were homeschooled growing up. And so my mom, we had this little loft that um, wasn't really used in, in our house. And it was kind of like tarped off because it was like really cold in wintertime for Iowa. And so I kind of like would go up there and that was my like little like reclusive place where I could paint in the mornings before starting school. And um, it was my senior year when Hannah left. And so mom decided she was like, you know what, Samantha's a senior. Like, she's like, she doesn't have to do dishes anymore. So, you know, <laughs> so she started bringing me coffee every single morning that I was like up there painting and she would come up and mm-hmm. she just checked in with me. And those moments just turned into hours. Like mom and I would talk for like an hour every single morning. And she was just like checking in. She knew it was really hard for me with Hannah being gone. And um, ever since then, it, we just kind of coined the term as a family, like this is our coffee moment. And we still do it this day, like every day after mass, like my parents still take my younger sisters to the 7am mass and they come back and they have a coffee moment. We sit together. And if it's winter time in Iowa, we'll be inside. But if it's outside, we like have this porch and my mom just keeps, every time she comes back from California, she brings like bags of succulents and then she just plants them in pots and brings them in for the winter. And but our porch is just like covered in these succulent pots and we just sit out in them and drink coffee and yeah, talk about, I don't know, stuff. And I think that really helped um, our family life just be as close knit as we are. And also just sort of like, like Hannah and I started thinking about it. We were like, that really set our day. It set the tone for just like, 
yeah, like preparing and preparing your heart and preparing like right after receiving Holy Communion, you come back and you're with your family and you're like talking about these things and you're just like enjoying each other and having a laugh. And sometimes it wasn't an hour, sometimes it was over an hour, but yeah, we love anytime our family gathers now, which I'm really excited about. My younger sister's getting married in a week and a half and my whole family's coming out here. So we'll do it out here. Like I know we're, every morning it's just going to be a coffee moment and everybody gathers. And <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's a beautiful family tradition. That's fantastic. I feel like yeah. my wife and I's coffee moment is like more like grunting in the morning trying to make a Chemex <laughs> so we can wake up. But I really am going to steal that idea, even if we can only do it once a week. Um, yeah. I really, I really love the philosophy of uh, Versalalto. Um, that that line that you have on the website saying um, we adopted the motto of Versalalto uh, because it dares us to embrace the simple life and to unearth the beatific within the everyday. I just thought that that was so profound to unearth is like you have to go to nature right to like mm-hmm. get it out of of the uh of the soil um to get that uh beatific that joy um that now we are seeing you know and uh we're experiencing talking to you um mm-hmm. this is uh, I, I lost my train of Thought, no, uh, also where it says we believe that it is good for the soul to find joy in the methodical and that profound satisfaction comes from performing small tasks very saint Therese, you yeah. know and for me it's it's about that intentionality you know i was i was looking at at the the mini documentary you guys have which everybody should just go watch that pause this thing right now and go watch that mini documentary universalloyaltocoffeeroasters.com and that that uh you say do we wake up in the morning to drink our coffee or do we drink our coffee to wake up that is again if if your sister hannah is doing your copywriting i'm a i'm an art director and I'm, i'm i work in marketing so for me lines like that really make a lot of sense and they speak to me mm-hmm. um so what walk me through the thought of that how how come you came up with this very very profound and the intentionality behind it Uh, it is just really, really nice. Yeah. Well, that's definitely all Hannah. Hannah's, she's amazing with words and just, I think just like understanding what I want to convey. And that's why we work so well together because like, I'm not an aesthetics person (laughs) really. Like I've never been very good at it, but Hannah's like, it's her gift. It's, I think it's just one of her gifts that she has. And she also like, um, I loved living with Hannah and Johnny and I really am sad that that time is over. Um, that season is over, but, um, Hannah and Johnny as a couple have a gift of hospitality and just sort of like making like the world stops when people walk in their door. And I think that Hannah like understood like what, like through all our talks and through everything that we wanted to sort of brand ourselves as she was like, we want people to just like, And everybody wants this. Everybody wants to just slow down, mm-hmm. just kind of like not let the world just like catch you up. And, and you're like, where did that month go? Where did May go? Like, um, you know, time just flies so quickly. But if you kind of like reset yourself 
every morning and maybe you were hoping to get your prayer time in before the coffee moment and it just didn't happen because you were taking care of kids and I think Kanda understands that really well um because she's just she has a beautiful servant's heart and like it was just really inspiring living with her like I'm so grateful for that time and I really look up to her as a mom and a wife and mm-hmm. um just uh I don't know like we we always tease each other that we were the Martha and the Mary of everything. <laughs> just, you know, it's so good. It just, when people walk in the door, like time stopped and it doesn't matter if the house is messy or anything. It was just like, she had the gift of hospitality and it was just like this warm heart and this welcoming opening, like finding the joy with the person with you and finding that, like the love of, you know, like, I mean, every single person that you encounter, that is the beatific. That's who God has given you in the moment. And I think Hannah understands that so well. Whereas I'm like, I'm like, is it Martha? I think Martha's just like always trying to like work on everything and do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smith, people are here. Like, come on. <laughs> Here's your drink. Sit at the feet. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that uh, part of like slowing down. I feel like 2020 was a year that everybody slowed down. Because we were forced to, um, but were, were you like doing the sourdough and the uh, gardening and the pickling and uh, fermenting all of those things even before that? Was that part of your daily life? Yeah. So I I had started sourdough um, actually when I was in New Zealand. My oldest sister lives in um, South Australia. She ma- she married a. a TAC as well, who is from Australia, and they moved back there, and they have five kids now. Um, but I, when I was living in New Zealand, I would go to visit her a few different times, and in the different times, she started showing me this method that she learned from her sister-in-law, um, who owns a bakery in Texas. And oh, wow. like I took it back to New Zealand and shared the starter with all my friends, and then I brought it back to <laughs> California and shared it with Hannah, and then we started giving classes to other people about it. And it was like, it was kind of just this like um, dominoes effect of everything. And um, the same with like our kombucha, like I've been making kombucha ever since I was in college, um, like so long ago. And when I, I remember when I first saw kombucha, I was like, what is that? Like, <laughs> that thing? And then as I learned more about it, like I got really into it um, and I still love it. To this day, we we have like several gallons going right now at the Elizabeth House. Like me and Alexis and Sandy all like make kombucha together. Um, it's like really fun. So it's kind of just like that gift that you can just share with others and kind of enjoy together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, I mean, it takes time to make all of those things. I really got into the kombucha making and the sourdough during the lockdowns yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> but then we gained like 20 pounds and we had to stop the coffee roasting was the only thing that was prevalent. I think Gustavo was recipient of like maybe a half a dozen loaves of sourdough. Totally. During that and, year. And, and very, very delicious cinnamon rolls as well. Oh, That's nice. right. Yeah. And what were the yeah. ones that you did for like St. Lucy's Walter? Uh, Lucy Cater. Uh, yeah, oh, and that's good. the other thing like i joke about making a book baking with the saints because they're drinking with the saints already oh yes it's just like <laughs> the tradition of like uh, treats and baked goods uh, to celebrate feast days yeah. maybe we'll see you should throw tm every time you say that from now on just i know 
speaking with the Saints <laughs> trademark <laughs> pending. I love it. Liturgic swimming. Uh, we should all be doing right. it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Try to do that. Again, like now that you said that uh, your siblings and you were homeschooled, it's like, okay, I can see that. Like you, you almost, because of the, how you describe your relationship with Hannah, you almost make me want to have a second daughter. So my Lucy can have a sister. I'm just saying, don't tell my wife that I said that. She probably <laughs> talked to me about it when she listens I, to this episode. I'm, I'm one of nine. And every single one of them, it, we are so close knit. They are my best friends. I were just, I would do anything for them. And mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see them in two weeks. And yeah, I'm excited to just share that with other people too. Like, <laughs> um, it's very fun. Like, I don't know. I would recommend. Were you, were you all nine homeschooled? Yes. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. God bless your parents. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and most of us have gone to TAC so far, so by the grace of God. <laughs> that is that is quite an undertaking and, and a very, very, it's a testament to your parents as uh, just the leaders of of your little domestic church, you know, yeah. because it really it really shows that you very tight-knit, uh, the way you speak about your siblings and, and all the things that you do, you know, all the different um, talents that you guys have that complement each other. Um, it's just so beautiful to see, you know, I mean, we're, we're lucky enough to be able to homeschool as well. And like I said, at the beginning, I'm like doing everything that I can on my part to be able to send them to Thomas Aquinas college, you know, because I know that there's like the proof is in the pudding, you know, you yeah. really, you just go read the, what the alumni are doing. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's just such a, <laughs> such an amazing testament of, of what a good. All classic fruit. Catholic education can do, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about, uh, you said that you just got 600 pounds of coffee uh, today. What what can we expect from Verso Alto in, in the near future? I know that there's a subscription box that people can uh, sign up for. Uh, tell us the whole spiel, like plug everything that, that you want people to know about uh, the coffee and the merch and, and, and everything. Oh, well, yeah, we, I mean, we love coffee. So I really enjoy, we definitely have my favorites, like Yurichef and the Ethiopian coffees. I really gravitate towards. Um, I'm not sure what you, what do you, what do you love to roast? <laughs> I, t I'd like to taste all kinds of coffee, but Yurichef, um, for those that um, haven't had single origin coffee, is very tea-like, has tea mm -hmm. properties. And it has very, these like complex, well, I don't know if I would call them complex flavors of like this acidity that is citrusy and floral, um, depending on the, on the bean, but uh, for the most part, um, but I, sometimes I, I gravitate towards, uh, Colombia or Mexico coffee because it's more chocolatey i really love chocolate as well so if i can make my coffee taste like chocolate that's a plus um <laughs> so that, that's kind of what i do but i don't mind uh, ethiopian coffee at all yeah we we definitely have our stable of a brazil that um it just pulls like we don't add anything like any flavors to the coffee but it pulls like a peanut butter taste it's incredible it's so good wow that's definitely like our most popular coffee by far um 
And I do love recommending Ethiopians to people, but I know that like not everybody's going to love a light roast. Um, I think it's more, I think you just have to have a more acquired taste because people love to put mm-hmm. milk and sugar, which I, I generally would just drink my coffee black because I really love tasting the different notes. Complexities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we do have a subscription based. Um, so we're working on subscribers. Our goal is, yeah, just to kind of like build up our subscription base and be able to sort of like rely on that for who we market to. But we also love um, doing events. So we're doing five weddings this summer where we bring our pour over bar and we're going to have like we just had a wedding last weekend that we did coffee favors for. I just did 200 coffee favors for a wedding coming up this weekend. Um, We'll actually get to go to and then we have three more um coming up so that's like very fun um yeah we were nice. this conference in la and then the napa institute last summer so yeah <laughs> just busy yeah i love um doing those events because you meet so many like coffee is such a grounding like yes you could talk to anybody about coffee like mm-hmm. yep it's like really fun so <laughs> You, your your guys's tagline is amazing too. Again, <laughs> Walter is the coffee nut, and I'm like the words and and, and advertising the marketing. Nut. Fresh roasted coffee for a gra- <laughs> well grounded life. You yeah, just knock it out of the park with that one. Beautiful. Yeah, you can get the beanie and the trucker hat. Yeah, and the website. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, and have these uh, camp mugs. Our next product is going to be a just cute little camp cup, like a little aluminum one that you can kind of clip onto your backpack. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. What's yeah. the name of the um, the stove that you, the camping stove that you use to boil water when you're camping? Oh, the jet boil. Jet boil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jet boil is amazing. Nice. I I had gotten like different stoves like i've been through i love camping um love doing just packing everything in my backpack even when i do hikes so that i can make coffee wherever i end up at the destination Mm -hmm. i went through a lot of different camp stoves off amazon and different stores that were cheaper but then i don't know finally got went all out and got the dip oil and it is it's so nice (laughs) it's a game changer and i really appreciate that (laughs) And I really appreciate that you're also team inverted AeroPress. So oh, yeah. we, we have that in common. Um, it's, it makes really good coffee. Um, okay, so check them out. Uh, there is a uh, the mini documentary mini documentary in versolatocoffeeroasters.com. Uh, you can also buy the coffee and the merch in there. Um, there's also this. Uh, you were featured in uh, L.A. Catholic story uh, that the Diocese of uh, the Archdiocese of Los Angeles did uh, profile on you. That uh, it's also really fantastic. We'll, we'll put a link to that one as well. Um, and any uh, closing comments that you may have for everybody that's listening? Uh, just um, I don't know. Just just I guess shout out to all the people that have helped us get this far. Like. Um, Chuck Adams filmed the documentary for us and he's just a genius at film. He, that, like, he did such a beautiful job of just kind of, 
um, putting together exactly what we wanted to convey to people. Um, and he's an up and coming film um, artist and he just graduated from the JP2 Institute in San Diego. So really appreciate him and his older sisters, super supportive of our business. Um, I'm really good friends with Maggie. And um, we have one other video by another film guy who found us, Jake Hart. Um, he's also a really wonderful, talented Catholic film. So if you check out both those people. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's yeah. good to hear. We love that. Yeah, we're always looking, we're always looking for, to, to connect with talented people, you know, that are going, doing good things with their God-given talents. So thanks for, thanks for uh, filling up the Rolodex for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you their numbers. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sam, it has been a great pleasure to talk to you. Um, thank you so much for being generous with your time. We really appreciate uh, you taking the time to come, to come on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's nice meeting you guys. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the podcast or got something out of this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Subscribe, like, comment, rate, and review if you have it. If you don't like the podcast, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. Go to direct.me forward slash Barbatos to check out the show notes, social media, and how to support the podcast and more. And bless us, Casey. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Until the next time. <laughs>